Hello ladies and welcome to the My Budding Teenager series. This is where we get to talk about the teenager's growth when it comes to budding and breast development. So in this mom-facing episode, we looked at the topic, help, my daughter is bustier than me. We find this to be a growing phenomenon and we are bringing up this conversation so that moms can understand and know what to do and find out what works for both the daughter and herself. This has been an emotional one for for me and I'm glad that it provided quite some insight because we had some women come to tell us their stories as well. So we, there was a recording glitch and... We just took this from where we could and I'm glad that we, we got a good part of it. So enjoy, learn and let this be to some good advantage for you on your journey. Take a listen. Then we're able to position, posture our minds and see where we need to take this. So we're going from, I don't know anything about this. Oh Lord, what's going wrong? to okay if this then is the case then where can we take this okay so this is this is about this is what this is this is a background to this so you want to take a look at for instance um the kind of diet that you eat and that the children eat now before i go on this has a whole history to it in the sense that it's even about moving into the industrial age now, because there has been changes on the wider scale, like in, in the things we eat, you know, on a wider scale, this has been going on for some time. So even if we say, okay, we have these three ways to correct this, some of these solutions may not show up until like three more generations to come. So this, this study shows that. So we have been, if I will just put this in perspective, our grandparents have been eating this. Now, with the advent of the industrial age, now we are eating this, right? We are eating less plant-based food. We are eating more processed and refined foods. We are eating more oils and the type of oils we are eating and all of that. So that has caused a shift in so many things, like physiologically, across generations. So if we want to say, okay, no, we're not eating that anymore. We're eating this now and all of that. For that change to even show up, we're going to have to wait a few more generations. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about right now that we're here, what can we do? Okay, and one of the things we can do is to take a look at our nutrition, to take a look at what, what, what we put into our, ourselves and our children. Okay, and... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that as we go on. Any questions so far? Let me see the chat box. And Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. To help my teenager be more confident about her body image, to not impose my own fears and experiences on my daughter, find a balance and help her, and help her feel confident in her body, hope to be able to speak to any teenager I come across to feel good about their bodies. Thank you so much for these comments. And that is what we hope to achieve here today. Okay. So, so if you want to, you can take a look at the China study book. You can take a look at that and see, okay. So this is actually what it means. Okay. And this is what I can do. So I'll just minimize this. Oh, okay. Okay. So going on. So your daughter is busty. Um, does anybody here have a, uh, somebody, a daughter you consider to be busty? And what does that mean? You can put it in the chat. You may not if you don't want to. But so your daughter is busty. What, does this, what do you think this means for her? I find these three questions important to answer for ourselves first before we even start to talk about our daughters now somebody said you know what i don't want to project my fears on my daughter this is one of the things we're talking about today so your daughter is busty or you see somebody who is busty that is around you what do you think it means for her can we have this conversation what do you think it means for her you know and then what do you th what does it mean for you you know what does that mean for you we're going to draw a connection between those two things we're going to draw connection with her and then we'll now take it to what it really does mean for her okay so this brings us to our first activity here 
and that is what do you think it means for her now not necessarily putting it in the chart i'd like us to write down the first five things that comes to your mind when you think about your daughter's breasts you know write down the yeah five emotions i call it five things five emotions five um adjectives five words that that you know come to your mind that you feel right now as you think of your daughter's maturing body i look just like us like take like two minutes to think about this you don't have to put it in the chat just think about it what are the emotions that come up oh yeah okay this is good oh mm, i'm not very sure oh you know i'm uncertain oh i feel fear or oh, like I don't know where this is going with her. She's just growing every day. I don't know what the, what this is. Oh, do you feel panicked? I don't even know what to do about this. Excuse me. Do you feel embarrassed? Like I've I've met with a mom who who just feels because she didn't know what to do with the growing size of her daughter's bust. You know, and she came for a breath beating. She was like, oh, do you know that people even call me and tap me to say, do, th do something about your daughter's breasts. And she's like, what, how, where do I even go with this? Embarrassed. Do you feel depressed? Do you feel insecure? Do you feel, you know, insecure in the sense that I don't want what happened to me to happen to her? You know, do you feel like, oh, Lord, this is history repeating itself? You know, I've had conversations like, I don't want my daughter's breast to be like the, uh, her father's side, you know, her father's, where, where, her father's um, ancestry, you know. So we want to, we want to actually think, okay. We want to actually take a look at what, what this means, okay going back there so you want to like okay are you angry like anybody that just sees your daughter maturing and just passes the comments around you know about her are you angry and you want to just beat them down because oh why should you do that and things like that you know so how do you feel about your daughter's maturing body because how you feel about your daughter's maturing body is actually a, a, a peek into how you feel you know about your own experience okay so i'll just take us to that next slide you know what you think it means for her is actually what it means for you you know and either way you have to pay attention to what your own experience is as different from hers whether good or bad and i say neutral there because some 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 of us are not even thinking about it some of us because especially if we are not busted we don't think our children are going through stuff because you can't relate and there's there's really that is what it is for you there's really we can't apportion any blame there because it is not your experience it isn't your experience and so except you know where the shoe pinch pinches rather by your own experience you may not really be able to relate but what we are doing today is to like call your attention to it and say hey are you paying attention to this because because it's not a problem for you does not mean it's not a problem for her and the the danger there also is that because you are you can't relate to that for with her she may actually go elsewhere to take impute to take advice and information which may not necessarily be good for her so if you i don't know if anybody is able to like have you put anything down in your notes just say yes just say no you know if you're able to like put down some emotions that are wearing welling up within you when you think about your daughter's maturing body or when you think about when she maybe your daughter is still quite young now when you think about that growing up about her growing up Okay, so is anybody able to put that down? Let me just go into the chat to see. Okay, all right. Okay, so moving on, we have a few, um, a number of women in the house today who, who are going to discuss, you know, who are going to tell us about their story, you know, and how they've coped, you know, and how their experiences have helped them to, to come up with their own narrative for their own daughters. So let's go on from here. So... Here is to say, you want to pay attention to what her experience is as different from what your own experience is. And to just take this a, a bit 
deeper below the surface if you have not had good experience around that that is where you want to start from you want to sit down with that and say what happened here why is it making me go have a negative um emotion around this why is it making me panic like oh oh my daughter so it's about you sitting down with that with your experience first and resolving that before going ahead now in some parts of the world and i know some it's this is not isolated cases we have heard of women behaving in a way or having experiences in a way where unpleasant experiences and making decisions that lead down a bad road for them because they have not resolved this and our breasts being a defining part of our femininity is something it's crucial to take a look at so for instance if growing up you're busty and you've not had you know the right bra support and all of that the problem is not just your the only challenge is not that your clothes didn't fit or you know didn't fit or doesn't fit is also that it made you feel less confident about showing up for yourself it also means that you probably let go of a career in athletics for instance if if that was your 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 ambition before you know because of that support it meant that you actually let go of some things because you just felt because i don't know what to do with my breast you know with size of my breast or i don't have enough support i cannot actually be an athlete i cannot actually go into swimming i cannot actually do kickboxing because of that oh because i because of i'm conscious of the size of my breast and i've never really had it right i may not be able to stand in this kind of arena because I'm not equipped. So this speaks to sense of inadequacy. This speaks to sense of, um, of um, not enough. It speaks to sense of letting go. And that alone in itself can bring up a lot of disappointment, right? It can bring a lot of um, discouragement. It can bring a lot, a, a lot of anger because I'm like, I can't do this you know and i have to now take care of somebody who is also going through the same thing so if you have any issues around this area of breast support yes you can reach out to me in fact we like i said before we are working with people who are subject matter experts in this area that we can refer you to if it is trauma in uh, you know if it's if it's it goes through the level of trauma you know we have people that can actually help with that but the real talk here is mom where are you at Please take care of yourself so that you can take care of your daughter. All right. Um, okay. So this is this is the summary of just what I've just talked about. It means facing your own fears and insecurities, getting yourself to your good place psychologically, you know, being in a good space where this is concerned, because that strength is what you can pull on to help not only your daughter but every girl around you that you see may have this problem because some moms may not know so letting yourself have what you need you know that is if you need to know that if you need to get this for yourself to be able to to thrive in that area yes please go for it arming yourself with what you need to know we're going to be talking about some things that you need to know about busty teenagers you know you know it's also about arming yourself with some of those tools that you can help to you know to help your uh, teenager thrive okay is is this class so far is this is this okay yes i'm going into the chat now fear of sexual predators hope that i've spoken with her enough to not yes yes just yes um i want her to feel comfortable in her skin I'm very protective about her and I teach her not to accept negative comments about fantastic so this is this is it and if I may just add there you know our daughters are our first you know we are our daughters first role models so beyond what we say they're looking at how we show up and they're taking their cue from there as well they're looking at you know how we how we stand in ourselves the position we give ourselves and as per sexual predators this is another thing we need to think about not just sexual predators as in addition to that we're thinking about ideologies that are being propounded right now in the world where you know people choose their gender and things like that there's a whole lot of conversation around that but all i just want to say is whatever decision your daughter wants to make about her body let it be informed from a place of true identity and that identity means that she she sees herself 
and she makes decisions that are authentic to who she really is and not decisions that are based on the loudest the loudest trend or the loudest ideology in the world which now is everywhere is in schools is in you know play play areas is in workplaces is in social gatherings there are this this there are, there are this um ideologies that are being projected that you want to be sure that whoever is making that decision it has to come from a true place of a place of true identity all right so enough about us what does it mean for her so i've talked about what does it mean for for what do you think it means for her right now what does it mean for her we're going to sit down in her shoes and say okay if you're busty how does this impact you not all moms can relate with this so maybe you just hear me out as a busty teenager <laughs> but before i go there i also want to mention something very very that will give you that will tell you how important this is now there are some parts of the world where they iron iron on quotes children's breasts down girls breasts when they are and let me just stop sharing for a moment so that you can see my face um let me stop sharing because this is an emotional part of things for 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 many women okay so there there are parts of the world and this happens in nigeria too where the daughters the girls breasts are ironed down so that it doesn't look obvious that they are maturing why some some cases is because they don't want them married off early so this kind is like kind of a valid fear, right? I don't want my daughter, my 12-year-old, to be married in a, taken away in child marriage, forced in a child marriage, which also has its own attendant challenges, you know. So instead of, I want my daughter to, because that would make, mean that they don't get educated, they don't further their education, you know. That means that, you know, this um, gender parity we're talking about, at the cultural level, this is one of the ways it happens, right? You know, so they're like, Okay, let's let's just make it less obvious so that you can continue school, so that you can go to school as as different from your only your brother or your uncle's brothers going to school and things like that. So imagine the trauma that has on the girl's body because apart from the cultural effect of oh there's something wrong with me, there's also the body trauma that the girl has. You know when you talk about pain, breast pain, you talk about you know the 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 look because the girl now feels okay i need to look this particular way to be okay you know that's just one aspect there is there are other people there are other there's another aspect of the trending sizes for instance trending sizes well oh you know what the less busty you are the better for you you know and this is what the society accepts as the norm you know we're speaking to these different areas so in talking about what does it mean for her we want to sit down in that conversation and say oh okay we're talking about the girl here and what is good for her okay i've been talking for a while so i'm going to bring up somebody now before we go on into onto that part, I'm going to bring up somebody now who, when uh, we start, had this conversation, I was like, you know what, ma'am, you need to come and talk. You know, she is, um, and she's going to tell us a little bit of ourselves, Mrs. Odewali, this is you, so please get ready. Get ready to turn on your camera and unmute yourself so that you talk to us a few minutes about this experience for you. So Mrs. Odewale is grew up as a busty teenager and she now has a daughter who is busty. And so she's going to tell us a little because she also, you know, has done some things along that line. And I would like us to tell the story from, you know, well, I'd like us to hear that from her, you know, herself. So, Ms. Odewale, please take up on the virtual floor and tell us about this and how building that confidence in yourself has also impacted how your daughter sees herself. Because I mentioned before that your experience is, first of all, your daughter's prototype, you know, and if you're able to give her a good prototype every other thing will just be feedback you know that she just inculcates into that you know so please mr dewali over to you now thank you good morning everyone my name is adi Dewali. i'm an administrator i'm a caterer i'm an event coordinator I grew up to be a very busty teenager, as in busty, really, really, really busty teenager. I noticed that when I was 10 years old, all my friends were flat, flat chested. 
when I first started growing. And it was growing and growing and it did not stop growing. They took me to doctors to see the doctor what is wrong with me, this and that. Eventually, we find out that in my father's family, all my extended, extended aunties are all big tested. But all through my mom's life, she has always wear 34B. That means she's not big tested. So they took me to the doctors to see that. Is there anything wrong with me? The doctor, two or three doctors, then if I could remember, they said no. That it's just my hormone. It's not because of my diet or anything. That it's just my hormone. That the breast will stop growing at its own time. So we were home. I got to secondary school at a 10. None of my classmates was wearing bra. I was the only one wearing bra then. Hmm. And this, there was a day, I, I think the third term of my secondary school, we were doing sport, we were running. One boy just shouted, that means um, see this busty girl running. And it killed something in me. I went back home crying. I cried all through my way till I got home that day. I went to my grandma, I went to her chest. I just knelt down in front of her and I started crying. Then mommy, that's my grandma, I call her mommy. Why am I like this? Why is my own breast big? Yours is not big. My mom is not big. What is wrong with me? <laughs> Mommy now took me to a mirror. Then we have a long-standing mirror in our house. She removed that dress completely for me. She locked it all. She said I should look at her. That. Her breast are saggy, her stomach is big. That's, is she the one that created herself? I said, no. She said, who created her? I said, God. She said, she wants me every morning when I wake up, I should remove the cloth and look at that mirror and tell myself, Adi, do you do Inka? You are wonderfully made. You are beautifully made. You did not create yourself. God created you this way. That you know what? This breast may still go bigger. If you are not okay with yourself now, what happens to you when your breast now go bigger? And lo and behold, she was not let her, but she gave me that confidence. Since that day up till now in my 50s, I have the confidence of any slim, any beautiful woman in the world. So I looked at the mirror that day and I spoke that positivity into my own life. So when anybody has any negative comments about my breast, I stand up to them no matter your age and tell them, no, my breast is beautiful. God created me like that. I'm beautifully made and I'm wonderfully made. And because she gave me this confidence, I grew up with a lot of confidence. I don't see, I, I grew up with boys. So I could do all the games they could do. I was running, I was jumping, I was doing everything all the, everybody would do. The most things most people would say is to call me names. They call me names. Then in secondary school, they call me a lot of names. But those things never get to me. Whatever you say, I don't care. I just move on. She made me do public speaking. She made me do, a, my grandma made me do a lot of things that even other girls' children were not allowed to do then. She would say, oh, they are doing this in your school. I want you to do it. I want. I don't want anything to define who you are. You are brilliant. You are busty. You are beautiful. And she started sewing nice dresses for me. Then at a point in time, we'll have one auntie that sells bra. She'll take me to the auntie every six months to, ch to check my size, to change my bra size. Because we find out that the breast was just growing bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually, I did everything at the right time. I had this confidence. My, I met my husband when I was 18. He said the first thing that attracted him to me was my chest. After we got married, when we were just joking, I now said, why did you go for a woman with big chest when I looked different? He said, no, that is that difference that I wanted. But because of the confidence that I have as a young person, I never look down on myself. I have some people on this call that knows me. 
I don't look down on myself. And eventually, I have a daughter who is busty as well. So when, I, when she started having her busts, when she started getting busty and busty, I said, ah. She now said, oh, mom, you see what something I took from you, it's hereditary, this and this and this. And one thing I did for my daughter as well, she did all the sports in school. She, she joined the Rotary Club when she was in grade six. She joined the, she did public speaking. She was here in Canada then. Yes, she did public speaking. There was a time she wanted to do um, Thursday sports. She did about three or four sports when she was in high school. I encouraged her. I never let her look, I never let anybody look down on my daughter because of her breast. I never allow anybody pass any negative comments about her breast. No negative comment. At times when she say, oh, this, I said, no, you are wonderfully made. And people that knows my daughter now, now she's in the final year in the university. They know she has, she's doing criminal justice. She has this confidence in the whole wide world. And her breast never defined who she is. Uh, because that positivity that I, my grandma gave me, I gave 101% of the positivity to her. That we did not make ourselves. God makes us, and God makes us in different forms. And whenever they are doing any competition and they are showing slim ladies, I tell them, no, there are big people too in the world. And I go online, look for pictures of successful big women that are successful, that are, that are big in status. You see, her breast did not define her. Her weight did not define her. And I've been able to help some younger people too in Canada. When their mom says, oh, they'll call me that these girls, their breasts are getting big and they find out that some of them will be wearing baggy dresses to cover up who they are so that people will not see. I said, no, I'll call the girls that come. You see me? I'm big, I'm busty, I'm brainy. I, I am affecting my world positively. You don't need to cover up yourself. And I dress well. I, I'm dressing like this because today is my free day. I don't, just, I don't feel like wearing anything today. Today is just my free day. I, I make sure that those girls, they change their wardrobe. At times, we shouldn't allow them to wear baggy dress because they are big. No. Let them dress. We should not protect our own life from them. Let, the, what, the major thing I notice that the young girls need is confidence. Tell them to look at the mirror every day to speak positive things in their own life. I am big. I had to do breast reduction in 2016 because I had health issues. Not because I was busty, but because I had health issues. I had to reduce my weight and everything. I had to do my breast reduction then. Even then, one thing I noticed is that after the breast reduction, the breast started growing all over again, but it was not as much as it was before. But let us just in, in tell our daughters, particularly women, if you have a big breast and your daughter's breast is big, you need to say positive things to her. Let her do any sport she wants to do. Don't say, oh, you can't do that sport. You can't do that because of your breast. No. Let's, let's limit the way we say anything negative to them because I find out that it affects them a lot. And if there's anyone that has a girl, a young girl, who is busty, who is not feeling too well about herself, I can talk to the girl any day, any moment, any time, that we are wonderfully made, we are beautifully made. That's one of the reasons why I coordinate Nigerian engagement. I will, I will dress in my traditional dress with my big, big chested, with, I call it my biggie, biggie breast, and go there and, and tell them that you can be anything you want to do. Your breast does not define you. Thank you. That's just what I want to share with you. Thank you so so much, Mr. Dewali. Thank you for that. You have you have gone through the the process of the, the experience of being busty and then having a breast reduction and then passing your confidence on to the, your daughters. Thank you so much for that. You talked about letting them, you know, being positive. One of the things I do with myself, which also I let my daughter see, is I stand in front of the mirror every day every day i stand and i speak to myself i didn't know when i started i didn't know what was going to come out of it but this was just a habit i'm like sometimes you do these things because you 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 just you don't want to be discouraged you just want to speak to yourself affirm yourself in the mirror and all of that anyway 
Now I see that is one of a, a, a one of the most therapeutic thing I can ever do. You know, is stand and take myself in to myself. You know, there's one product that we just uh, recently um, created. You know, and it's a mirror that just tells you you look good in you. You know, so when we're able to affirm to ourselves and to our daughters, you know, which can say together, like, I look good in you, you look good in you, you know, and so thank you for that. Another point you said is you cannot protect your kids, you know, we have to, we have to let them experience the world, but we can prepare them. So when we prepare them by giving them what they need, that is one of the ways that we will ensure that they thrive through life. So I'm going to share my screen. Okay. What does it mean for her? Now, we're doing this in three ways. What does it mean for in three um, aspects? Physically, psychologically, and socially. Now, imagine that I am your daughter who is busty, or I'm a girl who is busty that you know. Now, I'm going to talk to you as this is what it means. Physically, this is what it means. That I have big busts and... If I'm not able to get enough support for that, I may not be able to do so many things. Psychologically, it means for me that I'm looking at, not just quite naturally looking at those who are bustier than me and those who are not as busty as I am. And because I'm a teenager, many of them are not as busty as I am. So this growth happens between age 9 and like 18, 19. So some growth start, start earlier and they are fast. So you see them, they are quite busty. And some start um, a bit and then it slows down and then like mid-teen years it accelerates. Some don't even accelerate at all. They just grow and then, you know, it's maybe, maybe in our growth when they have their first child. I've seen women who after their first child was when they really became busty. It was so surprising you know so these things we cannot predict all right but as for teenager for a teenager if i'm i'm bust, i'm a busty teenager i'm looking at myself i'm like huh oh my god and i remember it just took me back to that oh my god when people would just come and tell me ah, i see your breast now do something wear something or something like that you know we don't want our children to have that socially hmm. so some of the attributes that teenagers have you know when they talk about teenagers uh, people tend to say oh teenagers you just a teenager teenage life adolescence no we want to take a look below the surface because as a teenager now socially i don't want to interact because i'm trying to make sense of my growth you know my breast inclusive breast growth is not the only thing that has to do with teenage adolescence my period has come i don't even know if we also we need to also be mindful about the trauma some girls feel with their periods coming on, right? With their periods starting. That's a different, that's another thing that has to do with growth, you know. But the hormones are there raging, you know. So, yeah, in the middle of that, trying to figure out what is happening to me, what's wrong with my mind, am I crazy? And then my body is also now showing up and like this, you know, and I then have to cope with chores and things like that. That's a teenage life right now. You know, I have to cope with chores. And then when you add um, internet to it, you add um, Snapchat to it and all of that, that's another level of stress on its own, which our teenagers are exposed to. So just, just I just try to, I hope I painted that snapshot of a teenager world to you. Like we are sitting down inside the teenager, a teenager's body and like, how do you really feel? Now, these are some of the signs to look for. And I'm just going to share my screen here so that we can all follow as I go through them. Okay. okay. Number one, your daughter, if she's busty, may be going through pain. She may not, you know, as a teenager, there, there's what they call growth pains, where your joints, some of the joints are swollen, you know, and ache. These are growing pains, I, I, as in it's like the hormones cause them. This is proven. It's not even hypothesis. This is proven. Like we have growth pains where, you know what, the joints just come, uh, the knee hurts, the ankle joint hurts, you know, things like that happen for teenagers. So apart from this pain, I'm talking about growing pains. If your teenager has, is having chest pain, right, like a teen, teen is having chest pain or having sores on her body where the bra band should lie, you know, if she has sores around there, you want to take a look at that. In fact, some of them may not let you know. So you want to ask. Just like a relaxed asking. You're not like being, 
interrogation. No, because they may not even associate that pain or that sore that they're having with uh, breast lack of breast support so when it comes to busty teenagers who is not having enough support you want to find out is she having chest pain or back pain for instance so is she having sores on her body you know they won't necessarily show us that but you just want to find out and ask and if your daughter is the one that you know is open with you like mommy this sore is here you want to like okay where is this coming from and why is this happening that shouldn't be happening that is not growth pain having bruises and sores no that's not a growth pain because also adults women have sores as well now when you're having sores at the same place that it causes scar tissue you know around where your bra band should rest that is an indication that you even as mom may not be having a good bra experience and you want to check in you know to be able to you know find something that works for you now these pains and sores may also be as a result of activities she may be trying to compensate for, uh, for lack of support from her breast by wearing something really firm and tight you know you don't want to take that out for teenagers what they need most is a sports bra for teenagers just sports bras they are not looking to have perky boobs and this and no that is not for that phase of life you know they're not looking if and if, if a teenager would think about um strapless bra it may be maybe for the prom prom night you know so they don't really need that what a teenager needs and this is also from feedback from data is sports bra whether not and i usually prefer non-wired but when they're up to a size maybe more than a g cup up to a g cup you may want to try some underwired bras the reason i say that is because sports bras are cushioned the underwires are cushioned so that it doesn't hurt but when you use everyday bra for sporting activities it causes sores and bruising apart from the fact that it spoils that bra on time so you want to check with pain max self-consciousness you know when take a look when your daughter is walking into a place you and you're walking behind her is she looking down at herself looking around adjusting her shoulder trying to you know adjusting herself that is something and it, she just tries to make you look pretty or like you know i'm what you know i'm checking myself out and all that you want to also want to find out some of these factors here are not necessarily because you know busty she's busty and that's it no like i said there are other other things that have to do with growth but when it comes to the busty teenager and having good support and being able to express herself authentically and confidently you want to take a look at this you know words that betray feelings of inadequacy like oh um shower can you go and um um do this there, 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 there. oh mom you know what i just feel a bit tired you know I, I don't like going there i don't like going to that place you know and she just says that why don't you like going to that place and um, you know what because um the road down there is slippery and you know they're, they're close too early and all of that now you want to check why that is because sometimes it may be because she wants she has to put on clothes it may be she's going to see somebody you know that she doesn't want her to see her in the state she is you know it may mean a lot of things but just look out for those words that you know she makes her pass up things she just passes things up like that passes things it may be coming from a feeling of adequacy that is attached to how she feels about her body okay aggression now this is uncommon sometimes an, an aggression can be expressed in bullying right it, it could, it, so you want to you want to pay attention to this is not so talked about when you're talking about aggression in children you're even thinking about something different you're thinking about oh how is the home front you're thinking about how is the what's that how is she coping at school with education maybe something is too much for her but do you know that if your your a girl doesn't feel good about herself she can project it at in form of bullying or some form of irritation you know some form of undercurrent anger you know that could just be there is ready to blow up in the surface just because she doesn't feel good about herself now when she builds that level of confidence in herself you find out that she's happier it takes care of that of that expression naturally okay let me just take a look at my notes here okay all right going on i'll still go into the chat if you have questions there or comments there please put it there i'll read it out all right thank you laid back attitude you know like wearing big clothes just to cover and just lace things up 
you know she just wants to feel lazy under there once everything is covered and good you know and there's a presupposition that says that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything so if your daughter loves to like oh wear baggy clothes like mr dewali also pointed out before wearing baggy clothes just to cover everything up what else about her gifts and talents is she covering up because she doesn't want to be seen now this is where the conversation is really leading to and if she grows up with that attitude and then she kind of finds a way to just you know take care of the surface when you grow growing into that into an adult into adulthood what other things do you want to pass up when it gets to that point where you don't feel good about yourself this can easily be addressed at this tender age where they are growing reclusiveness is also closely connected they're just quiet you know they say teenagers they're trying to form their identity they love to be introverted they're in themselves da 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 for so, so for some you know some are really extroverted you also want to see what that extro extroversion is is she saying so many things just to cover to hide her feelings of inadequacy or is that what her personality really is now so reclusiveness is like you know what i just don't want to deal with life you know i just don't want to you know so this uh, this is closely related you know she doesn't want to go out she doesn't want to oh let's go for this prom night no i don't want to go oh let's go for this game no, no i don't want to go let's go for this um holidays this girl, no i don't want to go you know why oh no she that's who she is no that's not who she is you want to find out if that is really who she is or that is happening because of the way she sees her body and herself now sexual activity now this is a touchy topic but just to know you know there's a tendency that a girl because she doesn't feel good about herself and so has placed a low self-worth upon herself doesn't make good choices when it comes to sexual activity now for you to know i know for a fact in canada the age of consent is 12 years so if your daughter is 12 years she can actually engage in sexual activity and she doesn't you don't have to know about it she can even go as well as much as taking some decisions you know without you having to know as long as she speaks with the doctor okay so when it comes to that so you want to check that out you know whatever ideology whatever moral uh, compass you have around that is fine you just want to ensure that if she's going into this it's not it shouldn't be because of low self-worth generally speaking and i know we are usually most of us here are from nigeria we don't want our daughters to be in that you know category right now so but you want to check things out because some of these things they say because mommy doesn't know because nobody really has asked me about that then maybe it's okay because of peer pressure so we want to take a look at that you know and say you know what i don't want to i don't want you to make these wrong decisions because you did not know and i did not pay attention i think that is that covers this for now we'll go next to what we can also now do to support them but before we go into that Oh, we'll just quickly hear from another person, Miss. I'll stop sharing this right now, Mrs. Agbeni Yemisi. Okay, coming up now. Now she has a, a different, you know, a slightly different story. She's coming from a slightly different place, and I really love her to, you know, tell us about this because we mentioned about something about insecurities before, and she really has something to say about that, which actually just upped my antenna to, to like oh yes moms we need to pay attention to this so mr agbeni thank you so much for agreeing to come to for coming on today just tell us about your story you know tell us about how your journey has been here and what it has helped you to how it has shaped your mind as an adult not um nurturing teen daughters thank you all right thank you thank you for this opportunity i really appreciate it so for me uh my story is uh, you've mentioned a lot of things that i was like oh my god i can relate to that but for me um i think i started my breast was already visible by the age of eight and um I, uh, by 10 11 i already started my period puberty was hitting me really really bad uh, but in my case, my mom was late and my senior sister who was like 14 years older than me, her chest was as flat as anything. So I didn't really have that um, person to talk to because they were, everybody just looked at me like something was wrong with me, right? And because of that, um, I was ridiculed and told so that I was fat because I was big and i was eating too much some auntie even believed that i was having boys pulled them that's why they were coming out so much um i remember visiting a cousin one time and i was just in our puberty meanwhile i'm only a year older than her and she's like oh how come you have this and we're just talking having 
God. Her mom walked in, she was so much, looked at me, imagine hearing this as a 10 or 11 year old or whatever, saying to me like, you know what, I think you got all this too much because even your mom didn't have it and I don't know where you got it from, please don't tell my daughter about this thing. So I was so ashamed and I went to boarding school, which didn't help. <laughs> and I had to, we were supposed to participate in sports. I was a runner. Um, it became very impossible to hide my chest after a while. I remember a friend, a friend and I who had the same similar issue. We would tie a scarf around our chest just to flatten it. And we did all that. But by, I think by grade seven or eight, it was, it was impossible to hide it again. And we had the choice to drop out of sports. So we were happy to just drop out of that sport and um, just stop doing all these activities that showed it and some of the things i did to survive then was like you said i wore baggy clothes um i was uh hunching my back insecurity became a huge a huge part of me because i would just till now my it has affected my posture now i'm trying to make sure i'm always standing straight when i go for physio I'm like oh you have your back is your bone is bent. I'm like, oh, don't tell me I know. But I remember intentionally always wanting to bend wear this big clothes so that it looks flat from the front because um, I think once a child is growing with so much bone, there's also so much attention. And I remember in boarding school when I'm running, the boys will be saying, oh, 17, 18, 19, but, but like the twins are bouncing or something. Even boarding school boys were horrible. So those are things that... I struggled with, but in my own case, I didn't really tell anybody because when I told myself, oh, I need bright, I just said I need bright. She's like, you don't need bright, thank you, you know, blah, blah, blah. So uh, I didn't get a bra on time. And um, yeah, so I, I hunched my back, I wore big clothes. I ate more because food became like a way to kind of manage all these emotions that I was hiding. Um, the intimidation, the shame, I lost my confidence. As an adult now growing up, I think I've learned a lot to be confident in myself, to have compassion on myself and to start to work on my posture. And I'm teaching my daughter that. And my daughter said to me at age nine now that, oh, my chest is hurting and I see the boobs and I'm already going to the store. Hey, you have to, that's why I said, don't impose my own fear because sometimes I'm like, am I doing too much? I already got half part. I already got half those things. I'm already doing all those things. And you know, this is really a good opportunity to learn that my experiences would not be an experience. And for me, I learned that um, my 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 uh, mother's side is really skinny. They didn't have boobs, but my dad's side, they were big. My grandmother was really huge. And so uh, learning all those things and being aware of them started to help me to understand my own body, started to understand that made, of course, also you know, getting to know Christ helped because I started to understand that you know, I made in the image of God. I didn't, I, God knew I didn't even have any boyfriend until after high school. And I remember the first boyfriend, the first guy I had to, and I told him I was a virgin and he couldn't believe it. Like, oh, you don't look like you're a virgin. Like, you know, just being busty and everything means that, um, you know, it means that, it doesn't mean that you, you're not a virgin or you're now promiscuous or something like that. So there's all that image, body image shame that comes with being busty, rather than we, uh, teenagers really appreciating what they have and carry their body with, you know, and of course not having proper bar or proper uh, support didn't help that too. So that's why I'm really glad that I'm learning this now and this platform is here for us parents to learn and be able to help our daughters. And um, lastly, what I wanted to say is now as an adult also learning psychology, I found that research showed that childhood stress and weight, like you said, there are factors that can actually contribute. So if your child is really stressed, it could be one of the factors that is affecting the whole hormones and, and, and in line with gene. I remember reading that I'm thinking, Oh my God, I was a stressed child <laughs> in some stages of life and that may have had it, but I use food and all that to just compensate. And, you know, it, it doesn't help when we see other kids and we can, we should be able to also make positive. When I see my friend's daughter that I busted now, I'm always like, you look so beautiful. Why are you wearing this baggy? I don't know if that's why, but in my head, I'm like, I don't know why you're wearing this baggy. First time I saw her wearing short, I'm like, wow, you have 
nice legs you know you should wear more skirts you should stop wearing this baggy stuff because i'm trying to encourage them to know that um it, it, it's they're created beautifully and this is something that we need to embrace and just let our daughter grow in that confidence because the insecurity affected me so much for a long time that i can say it was my in my adulthood that i started to grow out of it with god's grace and with people around me and with just learning who i am i'm able to get out of it because especially if you have a mother that is totally opposite i heard that so many times that oh my mom drank evaporated me to be fat because she was so skinny and flat stuff like that right and i'm watching my daughter and i'm like oh my god you're gonna get it even more than me and that fear just comes because i know that she's potentially busted so that was just my own experience thank you for allowing me to share this um yeah i think that's all i yeah they called me being fatal they're like yeah in fact during early they were like oh you'll be so fatal look at you so plump around <laughs> i'm sure you have many babies on like things you would not imagine that would just make you feel like oh my god so um yeah thank you Thank you so, so much for sharing that. Thank you so much. That was just, that was very relatable. That was very amazing. Anybody has any question for our two speakers so far before we go on? We are on the home run right now. But I want to look into the chat there. Okay. Okay. Because I, my question would be, you know, and this is not, not to you. Yeah, me see. It's to, like, wonder to myself, like, how many moms are going through this? which was this which which underscores what i was saying before that as moms we need to have our own good experiences you know before we can even pull from there to impact our daughters positively thank you so much for this okay we are we are nearing the end right now just before we have our last speaker come up i want to talk about what you can do about it so your daughter is busted what can you do about it and i would start by saying wow okay i'll start by saying support 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 now let me share my screen again here and we'll just talk about that okay support physical support psychological support social support when i say physical support this has to do with what what you see what is what people see you know this has to do with that and take her for a bra fitting like just get a get take her for a bra fitting encourage physical activities like the more sports she can do the better now that would even let you know whether she's avoiding sports because of her breast weight you know her breast size rather or her body weight you know so give her what she needs when it comes to physical support take her for bra fitting let her wear good bras let her wear functional bras like i said before everyday bras and sports bras play different roles and also because in the, i can say for a fact because in the undergarment industry not a lot of provision has been made for busty teenagers you have bra for teenagers you have uh, bralettes you have training bras and all of that but for busty teenagers who are above the double d cup not a lot you know he's been done in that area because you now find out that they have to get into underwire clothes but thankfully things are beginning to evolve and innovate in that direction so i'm happy to see that we can have non-wired bras for teenagers and non-wired molded bras for teenagers which also takes care of the protruding nipples because teenagers have protruding nipples okay adults have like women have that but teenagers have protruding nipples like i remember i had a friend in secondary school that she had to use sellotape to always tape her nipples down so that they don't go you know show through her uniform you know so but i'm glad that you know some of these provisions are happening that happening now you even have nipple covers to to just attend to protruding nipples and all of that but by and large you will still get support for your daughter sports bras very important i mean the first thing you want to be even be asking is sports bras now there are sports bras that are generic size and small medium large extra large if your daughter is busty you don't want to have you don't want to go near those there are cup size specific bras for teen busty teenagers you know f cup double f cups and that and there are different types underwired non-wired and all of that so you want to give her support you want to give her for her clothing style you know take her for um 
styling when it comes to dressing you know bring her out let her let her has let her see herself let her show you know so if if you think her dressing a mode of dressing is you know leaves more to be desired you want to also do that for her support her by getting her styled appropriately encourage physical activities like i said before and good nutrition good nutrition do you know that a lot of things is being put into our foods now to make them grow quickly and to grow more, you know, and these things are having impact on our, on our growth hormones. And this will tell more on the growing child because our own hormone, hormones are growing. So this can actually affect, you know, those growth hormones, you know, during this teen, adolescent years, adolescent years. So you want to take good nutrition. Always, always veggies are good. The more colored, the better less meat now two culprits or culprits or culprits okay two culprits right meat and milk so meat and milk these two contain milk contains estrogen growth hormones because if cows whether it's organic or inorganic with when you're milking cows you know you're milking estrogen will be always be part of it you know so you want to um take a look at substituting a bit or replacing totally with plant-based milk you know but you always have to get in touch with the nutritionist for this but just have at the back of your mind that because we are having this conversation maybe you want to just have this part of the conversation with the nutritionist to say you know what what influence do you think this will have now i'm not <laughs> i'm not um, a clinician there so but you want to just take a look at what milk is, is doing the effect of milk i know that for some children they are t taking off milk because they are lactose intolerant for instance so you must want to see the effect of milk on your own child on your own daughter even son all right you know meat as well meat also contains these growth hormones you know that you want to see what impact is having on your on your child even on us as a family check your family diet nutrition and then psychologically like mrs odewale mentioned don't allow negative things to be said about your child you don't even say it you know you don't even like this this is your big breast this is your body in fact you know your mother's side your father's side in those kind of conversations which the child may not be able to tell you directly that it hurts her she just, may just take it on because it's coming from a role model in her life so instead of having those words playful words that may hurt her you want to have more empowering words that would you know empower her you know and also like arm her with affirmation now we cannot protect our daughters from what they see outside but we can prepare them to be able to cope with that Okay, so you, you want to prepare them in that manner. So affirmation is very key. Like one of the things I, t I do with my daughter, I stand in front of the mirror and we talk it to each other. We just brag about ourselves. We just brag, you know, about ourselves, you know. I dress up, you know, in front of her and just let her ask me questions about my body. She was one that told me that my breasts look like oh, under um, upside down silos. I'm like, yes, that's how they look after some time. It must children. And also at the end of it, I also want to remember that their health and their mental health, you know, the physical and mental health is overall important than, you know, her, sitting pretty, you know. So these are the, these are the, these are the things that we want to, we want to um take a look at i'll take it there's some there's something in the chat here it says you are right we are seeing a dietitian who advised um homo milk homo well homo milk agent homo milk. against homo milk I oh, okay just that wrong. okay I said agent against homo milk and you know when you were talking about milk mm -hmm. i was just like oh yeah i've heard that mm -hmm. because of the yeah so so these are things that are not necessarily out there but you want to like pay attention to how it's affecting you and your family personally okay um social support encourage outings like be aware of her source of information now um in following up to this um to this meeting i'll send us a list of resources like sexual sexuality education what the government has approved for them to be taught by what you know they they are having what they see online equipping ourselves with this information so that we can build a moral base for them 
they will hear this like they teach them and i know that in canada they are taught about this from age 10 11 it's part of their curriculum they will tell you what sex is they will tell you all of that you know but you want to be aware of her source of information so that you can provide direction so that you can provide some moral base for that you know be one of our credible source of information too because she's trying to figure out things on her own you know she's trying to figure things out and she would likely go to where she feels accepted first so no judgment zone no eh, 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 eh. hey oh my god mm -mm. no you know just finding that finding a way you know pathway to have those conversations like i said i'll i'll send a list of resources resources of how you can start this conversation with her or carry on with that conversation open it up and let her open up to you be her credible source of information in the midst of everything they can find online in the midst of everything they can find with friends at school at play wherever you want to be a source where she can come and say mom you know what i even heard this thing what's it about and then you're able to provide her with um a direction okay so yes provide moral guidance in a user-friendly manner user-friendly like don't go like don't go like oh no that's that alarm you know and all of that you don't be alarmed then she won't be alarmed you'll be able to regulate her emotions around her body when you are able to provide you when you're able to regulate yourself around that as well and when it is beyond you seek help seek help you know when it's beyond you seek help so when it comes to breathing for instance oh yeah i'm your go-to girl okay when it comes to therapy trauma you want to seek help you know there are so many and in my conversation with people there are so many things that have gone on that when it comes to to the sexuality of boys and girls in this adolescent age you know some have been molested some have been raped some have been you know have gone through this trauma that is coming up as adults as in different forms as panic as um aggression as um you know decisions that decisions that may not all go well right in the long in the short in the long run it may look okay in the short term but on the long run maybe not you know decisions like preventing your daughter from doing something because you went through it and that was your own way of coping with it that is a no-no because once the daughter once she finds out that she can have it another way she doesn't have that moral base from you so we want to be our children's you know keeper in that manner and just when we're sending them out we know that you know what you're equipped with all you need to know you will have your own experiences and you will be fine so if it, when it's beyond you seek help in any way you know help is in a lot of ways one thing i know that is very crucial is our connectedness with ourselves. you know we need to be connected within ourselves and our intuition always guide us in the right way all right so i don't know if um mrs teju dada is here i'll just stop my screen for a moment i don't know if she's still here okay okay she had to go okay so she was she 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 is not busty but she said she's actually related with other people who and she would see them and you know they'll talk about how they're being harassed and all of that you know but she she's i think she's, she's not here right, right now anymore so now what now we've heard about this i will wrap up in a few minutes now what you know because all this conversation that we are having just made me like you know what what is what should we do about all of this what should we do about all of this and you know it made me think about this putting this program together right like how do we provide teenagers with physical psychological and social support you know that will help them thrive now we are all in different situations right we are doing our nine to five jobs some of us are entrepreneurs some of us are migrating some of us you know are trying to get our feet you know in the new places we have relocated to some of us are, you know so sometimes it can be too much for us right some of us are hearing for the first time now probably that okay you know animal um a cow's milk may not be very good you know I'm not saying it is not good, but not, not all good, but you just want to look at it. Now, some of these little details, some of for some teenagers, is not a new bra they need. It is a new sense of self that is rooted in something else. Some of them, it's about working things with their hands. Some of them is about strengthening their, um, encouraging grit by letting them go through like some form of learning, like learning vocational 
you know skills as acquisition some of them is about putting them in a safe social cycle where they get to like see and interact and learn how to engage when it's in the world so these are some of the things that we're incorporating into this my body teenager program and the goal of it is to provide teenagers with this support that will help them thrive through their growing period into a stable emotionally stable psychologically balanced adulthood about having what they need no girl has to not do sports because of her breasts for instance no girl has to not do whatever she wants to do because of how she feels about her body so here it's about helping them sit in themselves be comfortable in their skin like mrs oku said and julia be comfortable in their skin and you know moving from there even as adults that is our whole goal in life connectedness that is where our confidence comes from that is where our you know our authenticity is and that is where our purpose can be fulfilled so we're doing this by finding out where they are at what they need some they need different things like if your teenager is not busty you don't need to go looking for cops cup size specific brass sports brass for them for instance but the need of that teenager may be different she may need to even be like because some teenagers say because i'm not busty there's something wrong with me oh i'm i i'm not this this girl doesn't want to be my friend because she feels because i'm not busty i'm inferior she may need some training in mindset so like you know what big or small your boobs are perfect for you right now what can you do with that and then move her in that direction okay it's about building that into them so coaching them to chat you know to chat their own unique way forward not without the parents this is not happening without without us parents which is why we are having this conversation with moms first because if your daughter finds something that's helpful for her and you don't think it's helpful for her then you know there's a conflict there you know so so for this, if you want, if you're interested in this, a form will be sent out, you know, it just indicates interest. We are just gathering data right now because we want everything to speak to everybody, everybody's needs. So if you want to be part of that, I'm going to like, when you get this form after this um, meeting, you can just indicate your interest and we'll tell you what the next step is. And now that brings us to the end of this. And I want to thank you very much all who have spoken, all who have showed up. Thank you so much for showing up to the very end. I am grateful. Thank you, Mrs. Adawale. Thank you, Mrs. Agbeni, for sharing your story. Thank you for and Julia for joining us here today. Thank you for your contributions. Thank you, everyone here. Let me stop my screen and thank everybody personally. You know. Thank you. Thank you, Stella. Thank you. Omakolo. Thank you. Omakolo is joining us from the UK. And Julia is joining us from Nigeria. I don't know this phone number. Yeah, this person is joining from Canada. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for joining. And look out for more about this conversation. That like it's it's just growing. It's just growing. And I want to just keep that going so that we raise a next generation of children who who know what to do with their changing world. We cannot tell them everything, we cannot give them everything, but we can give them connecting to themselves and functioning from a place of authenticity, just like we want to and just like we're discovering for ourselves. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Omakolo. Thank you, all the speakers, really informative. Thank you. And if you have any feedback, I'm going to be sending the feedback also from also. If you want any, any topic that we want us to go into and talk about more about, we will be going into that. Because even, as you may know, some are already asking for boys. Like, okay, our boys, you know, you know what's happening? They all want to do dreads. Who are their role models and all of that? You know, so thank you so much. We will keep having this conversation and we'll keep inviting you. Have a good day now, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. Devali. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Are you there or you are cooking? Stella. I've been answering you. Good evening, Mr. Oh my lord, what happened?